Shalom, Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom, my dear brothers and sisters. We are studying together the book of Daniel. And at this session, I would like you all, dear brothers and sisters, to turn with me to Daniel chapter 10. And I would like to read from verse 11 to the end of the chapter, to verse 21. To remind you that we have covered already the first 10 verses of Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 to verse 10, and in these first 10 verses, we have learned of the prelude to the vision that Daniel is just about to receive, which will begin in chapter 11, specifically concerning with the future days of Daniel's people, the Jewish people. Daniel is desiring to know the future of his people. Daniel assumed that in 539 BC, Israel will be restored and the Messianic kingdom will be established. Well, in 539 BC, the Jewish people returned to the land, but not all, very few. And when our own people, the people of Israel, were in the land seeking to build the temple, there were many conflicts and frictions which brought about the prayer that is found in Daniel chapter 10, and ultimately the panoramic prophetic message that God has sent to Daniel concerning the future of Israel from Daniel's days all the way to the end of the tribulation period, which really cover most of the times of the Gentiles, which began at 605 BC. And so we have read already Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 to 10, and we are continuing on now in verse 11. And so please follow me. And he, this is that man, the angel, he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words which I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. 
Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lip. Then I opened my mouth, and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servants of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again, and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me, and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened, and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou, wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia, when I am gone forth, Lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, Michael, your prince. And then, beloved, chapter 11, verse 1, Also I in the first year of Darius, the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. And so I will stop here, beloved brothers and sisters, in Daniel chapter 11 and verse 1. But in reality, we would cover the second half of Daniel chapter 10 in this ministry meeting. To remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, that in the first 10 verses of Daniel chapter 10, we have already learned that Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12 are one unit that goes together, and the topic of these chapters, Daniel 10, 11, and 12, are really the final vision of Israel's final restoration, and that which will lead to the future and final restoration of our people, the Jewish people, the people of Israel. But in Daniel chapter 10, really the whole... Tenth chapter is an introduction to the actual vision that Daniel will see and the information that he will receive from that man, that certain man who is an angel, concerning the future panoramic, telescopic, prophetic message concerning the future of Israel. Again, I just want to emphasize that when Daniel in chapter 10 
find himself concerned, mourning and praying and uh, avoiding to eat pleasant bread, neither drinking wine, not eating flesh. That period of time was in the year of 536 BC. It was in the third year of Cyrus, the king of Persia. Cyrus became king in 539 over the empire of Medo-Persia, and he had already given permission to our own Jewish people to return to the land of Israel and to rebuild the temple in the city of Jerusalem. If you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, we have already read in Ezra chapter 1 how Cyrus, in Hebrew Koresh, he was allowing the Jewish people to return back to the land because the Lord God of Israel have given him this command. In Ezra 1 verse 1 we read, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, this is in 539 BC, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, verse 2 of Ezra now, Ezra 1, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judea. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judea, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. This is Ezra 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. And well, beloved brothers and sisters, we also understand from a little bit later in Ezra chapter 2, that certain amount of people, chapter 2, and also, beloved brothers and sisters, towards the end of the chapter, we find out that about 49,897 in total Jewish people who returned back to rebuild the temple in the city of Jerusalem. But not all, because the vast majority of our Jewish people remain in Babylon. And those remnant, the little group that have gone back to Judea, find themselves constantly under friction where the enemies of the Jewish people were in the land opposing the people of Judah to, from rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem, even though at the end, finally, the temple was rebuilt, small temple, and yet God have enabled the Jewish people who were constantly under opposition to be successful in rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem. But there was much sorrow, much pain, much suffering, much opposition from the enemies of the Jewish people already in those days in the land of Judah, in the city of Jerusalem. So Daniel now, two years later, 
in Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12, and specifically in this chapter, he is now so concerned because of the condition that prevail in Judea, because of the fact that the messianic kingdom was not established, and that he really was hoping that now, after the 70 years of the captivity, the Babylonian captivity, the Jewish people will return and the Messiah will come and establish a kingdom and there will be this final, wonderful promise, kingdom promise to the Jewish people, to Israel and to the Davidic line. But it did not happen. And that's why we have these chapters 9 and then 10, 11 and 12 where Daniel received information, a really beloved brothers and sisters, a panoramic, a prophetic word from God that takes him all the way to the latter days. And the latter days has a reference to the tribulation period, to the last days of the times of the Gentiles, where finally the nation of Israel will be restored as it was promised by the Lord himself. So Daniel was praying, and then we read in this chapter that the angel appeared as a man, a certain man, verse 5, appeared, which we have already learned, that while he had certain characteristics of the Messiah himself, the Son of Man, Ben Adam, yet this man is an angel that appeared in the form of a man to give Daniel the information concerning the future dealing of God with the people of Israel during the times of the Gentiles, the remaining times of the Gentiles. And while the times of the Gentiles began at about 605 BC, when the captivity began by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and here, some 70 years later, the Jewish people are back in the land, and yet the times of the Gentiles will continue because these days of 536, the kingdom was not yet established, and Daniel needed some additional information concerning the future of his own people. And so, when this Certain men appeared, Daniel 10, verse 5, and gave him the information concerning the desire that he came to show him that which is in the future for the people of Israel. Daniel reacted to the sight of that man, of that angel who appeared as a man. And we have already learned from Daniel chapter 10, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10, that Daniel heard the voice of this man, and he fell into the deep sleep, and his face was in the ground until verse 10, when the man touched him for the first time. And so in our last meeting together, we read verse 10, And behold, an hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon my palms of my hand, that this certain man who is an angel that appeared as a man to inform Daniel, as Daniel would receive now information concerning the days of the history of Israel, all the way from 536 BC to the end of the tribulation period, which is include 
the church age in which you and I live in today, beloved brothers and sisters, when the church age will come to an end, and it may be at any time, the Messiah will come to rapture His assembly, His ecclesia, to glory to heaven. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is the Lord Yeshua, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, in heaven. While the church, the heavenly company, will be in heaven, the times of the Gentiles will continue for additional some seven years or more, when they will be finally, it will be concluding with the restoration of Israel at the end of the seven year of the tribulation period. And so as we continue from verse 11, Daniel 10, 11 to verse 21, I would like to highlight a few important points where we learn from Daniel chapter 10. This is a prelude for the remaining chapters 11 and 12, which give us the actual prophetic word concerning the remaining days of the times of the Gentiles. And so that very same angel who appeared as man in verse 11, now he is addressing Daniel. And in verse 11, after Daniel was now on his knees, he, this is the angel, he said unto me, Daniel is writing, and he said, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright. For unto thee am I come now, unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. So the angel, first of all, you notice he called Daniel a man greatly beloved. In Hebrew, the word is Ish Hamudot. Ish Hamudot is a very beautiful expression, greatly beloved. It's, it is actually mentioned concerning Daniel three times in Daniel 9.23, Daniel 10, where we are here in the verse 11, but it is also mentioned in verse 19 once again. And it is very interesting because the angel calling Daniel a man that is greatly beloved. It's a beautiful expression, beloved brothers and sisters. And while God loves the whole world, as we read in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yet there is a specific love relationship that God has with certain individuals that He particularly set His love upon them. We read of David, Melech Yisrael, of David, the king of Israel, in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14 we read, But now thy kingdom shall not continue, God is saying through the prophet Shaul, Saul, the first king, that was a choice of men, a choice of the nation of Israel, Samuel saying to King Saul, Thy kingdom shall not continue, why? Verse 14b, the Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And David, with all his failure, was called a man after God's own heart. Daniel was called Ish Hamudot, 
a man that is greatly beloved. He was a man after God's own heart. Like David was a man after God's own heart, beloved brothers and sisters. This is very important to understand. If you remember, it was the apostle Yohanan, that is John, who said himself when he was writing concerning the person of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. In John chapter 13, we read a very interesting verse concerning John speaking about the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. And he said in verse 23, he said, Now there was leaning on Yeshua's bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved, whom Yeshua loved. And therefore we learn that while God loved the whole world, and yet God also loved the church, the assembly, Ephesians 5.25, the Messiah loved the assembly and gave himself for her. We also read of God's specific love for Israel in Jeremiah chapter 31 where he said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And in Malachi chapter 1 and verse 2 he says, Jacob have I loved. Yet, beloved brothers and sisters, there is an intimate relationship that certain individuals have enjoyed in the history of humanity in a specific way because of the way in which God worked in the hearts of these men and women. We don't read of all of them, but we read of David, a man after God's own heart. We read of Daniel, a man that is greatly beloved. We read of John, the disciple whom Yeshua, Jesus, loved. And even the apostle Shaul, Paul said, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So God loved the world, God loved the church, God loved Israel, God loved every one of us individually. It is so true, we have to realize that. And yet at the same time, God expresses His love specifically to individuals whom He had called to serve Him and to live for Him. Whether it is a man or women, we don't have all the information, but whatever we have in the Scripture, we will take it and we learn from it and enjoy it and accept it from the hand of the Lord. And so in verse 11, the angel called Daniel a man greatly beloved. Also, the angel encouraged Daniel to stand upright and understand what he is about to inform him. And thirdly, the angel told Daniel that he was sent specifically to give him information. You notice verse 11 says, at the end, he said, Am I now sent? And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. So the angel was sent specifically to Daniel to inform him concerning Daniel's people, the Jewish people, and what will happen to the Jewish people throughout the history, in past and future history. It is, beloved brothers and sisters, it is really a specific prophetic panoramic message that he would give to Daniel concerning the people of Israel. 
and why we call it the panoramic message, because in these three chapters, specifically chapter 11 and 12, Daniel will receive information that will take Daniel's people all the way to the end of the days, to the last days, to the end of the tribulation period, and all that which the Jewish people will experience, specifically, beloved brothers and sisters, trials and difficulties and opposition and animosities and challenges and all that which will happen to the Jewish people during the times of the Gentile, the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Roman Empire, and the revived Roman Empire, which will lead us into the days of the counterfeit Messiah, the Antichrist, during the tribulation period. The animosity of Satan and his angels against the Jewish people, that we can see this, with the history of our people, the suffering, the animosity, the hatred, which Israel as a nation have experienced for so many years. For so, so many years. Sad, sad history, which will come into a climax in the tribulation period, but it will come to an end when Israel, the nation, will acknowledge the Mashiach, the Messiah, and all Israel shall be saved, as we read in Romans 11 and verse 25 and 26. Blindness in part happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile become in, and so, Shaul Paul says, all Israel shall be Say, what a wonderful day that will be, beloved brothers and sisters. And Daniel is longing for this day. This is why Daniel is, as we read in the beginning of chapter 10. Here we read, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I, I anoint myself at all until three whole weeks were fulfilled. And what happened at the end of these three full weeks? Something would happen, which we read about in the verses that we are now uh, studying together. Daniel 10 verses 11 to 21. And so, after we understood what the angel of the Lord that came to address Daniel, told him, as he said to him at the end of verse 11, Unto thee am I now sent. And Daniel, when he had spoken these words, Daniel stood trembling. And so in verses 12, 13, and 14 of this chapter, the angel, that man, appearance of a man, to remind you that in verse 5 we read, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in fine linen, whose loins, that we have a description of that man, that we said that it has an appearance, and the description as if he was the pre-incarnate Mashiach, Messiah. But we have learned as we continue on that it was not the pre-incarnate Messiah, but an angel that representing God before Daniel, and he had some characteristics of that which belonged to the Messiah, but he was not. He was an angel, a high angel who is serving God, and he needed help 
from another angel, Michael, and that's why it could not be the Messiah, the pre-incarnate Messiah, because the Messiah is God the Son, a divine person, who need no one's help, who can do all things without limitation. And so in verses 12, 13, and 14, the angel informed Daniel as to the reason that he was sent to him. And so notice in verse 12, this angel said to Daniel, Daniel is really informed that his prayer to God was heard the moment that he began praying. Notice verse 12, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Again, beloved brothers and sisters, he said, from the first day, to remind you, in the verses that we have read in verse 2 of this 10th chapter, in those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks of days. Shavuim yamim in Hebrew. 21 days I was fasting, praying, mourning, not eating any pleasant bread, not drinking any wine, not eating any meat, but simply not anointing myself. I was praying, I would be seeking God for my people Israel. So the angel tell him, your prayer was heard already from the first day, when you set your heart to understand. What to understand? Daniel wanted to understand why the Messianic kingdom did not begin. Daniel wanted to understand why the vast majority of the Jewish people are not back in the land. Daniel wanted to know why the, the remnant that returned to Jerusalem two years earlier, why is it that they are suffering in the land? Why that there is so much opposition to the Jewish people? When the end will come? When the Mashiach will come? When the Messianic kingdom will be established? And so, the angel came to give him a panoramic view of the future of Israel until the Messianic kingdom will surely come to pass. And so in verse 13 he continued. And he said to him now, in verse 13, we read, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, in Hebrew, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now you notice what he's telling him. You see, what Daniel received now from this angelic being, he received a revelation concerning conflict that is existing in the unseen world. Beloved brothers and sisters, you and I have no idea of that which is going on in the unseen world. You see, beloved brothers and sisters, there is that unseen world, the world of where there are principalities and powers, 
and rulers and spiritual angelic beings that are there outside of our realm, in the spiritual realm, that there is a conflict that is going on. And in the context of Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12, it is a connection specifically with the nation of Israel and the Jewish people, Daniel's people, for whom he was praying. There is in the unseen world an animosity of Satan against the people of Israel, the Jewish people, where he warned the Jewish people to deny God, to suffer persecution, to be hindered from returning back to the God of Israel. And so Daniel received this information. He said, the angel saying to him, I'm coming to you for your words, but, verse 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Now, who is that prince? In the Hebrew word is Sar Malchut Paras. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for twenty-one days, for three weeks. This prince of the kingdom of Persia is a demon, is a fallen angel. Beloved brothers and sisters, to remind you that when Satan, Lucifer, fell, he have taken with him one-third of the angelic beings who became now demons, as we read of them, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. When Satan fell because of his rebellion against God, he took with him one-third of the angelic beings. I would like to read to you just a verse or two in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 12, in verses 3 and 4. Revelation 12, it is in the middle of the tribulation period. We read in verse 3, And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And notice verse 4, And his tail, with his tail, he drew, notice, the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as he was born. Again to remind you that the dragon of verse 3 is none else but Satan himself. How do we know? We read in Revelation 12 and verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So what we learn, beloved brothers and sisters, that Satan, who become now the enemy, arch enemy of God, he is now seeking to harm anything that God does here in this world. That's why 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Satan is called the God with a small g, the God of this world that blinded the mind of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of the Messiah should shine unto them. See, that's what Satan does. Satan constantly hinders the work of God. And of course, as we are studying the book of Daniel, the context here is in the context of the Jewish people, the people of Israel, Daniel's people. Satan always wants to hinder God's work here on earth. When God would promise to bring the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15, through that woman which is really Miriam, of whom we read in Isaiah 7.14 that virgin shall conceive and bear a son. This is the Mashiach, the Messiah, Yeshua Jesus, that will be born into this world. Satan constantly seeks to hinder God from sending the Messiah through the Jewish people, that blessing will flow to the world. So there is a constant opposition to God's work here in this world by Satan, and it is already evident in that spiritual realm, in that unseen world. The conflict in the unseen world is going on, even today, as it was in the past, and as it will be in the future. But when we arrive to Daniel chapter 10, Daniel received this information which he did not know about. And you and I do not know unless the scripture will be given unto us. By the time we arrive to Revelation chapter 12, the church is already in heaven, and it is in the middle of the tribulation, and we receive information from Yohanan, John the apostle, who received information from the angel that showed this unto him, that in the middle of the tribulation, Satan and his angels will be cast down. And we learn from verse 4, that one-third, a third part of the stars, these are the angels, the stars of heaven, they were cast into the earth with the dragon. That means that every third angel became a demon. And therefore, there are demonic activity that is against God and also against Daniel's people, the Jewish people. If you notice, beloved brothers and sisters, in Revelation chapter 12, we read in verses 7, 8, and 9 specifically, listen to this. And there was a war in heaven. And Michael, here is the same Michael, we will read about him in our chapter 10 of Daniel. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast, notice, he was cast out that old serpent that was called the devil and Satan. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, he was cast out. And you notice, because he have a very short time, he does not have much time, he is persecuting the Jewish people because he have very short time. Notice what we read in verse 12, Revelation chapter 12. Therefore rejoice ye heaven, and ye that dwell in them woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, and our end of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you. Listen, 
having great wrath. He's angry. Why? Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. In other words, the devil constantly fought against Daniel's people. The devil constantly persecuted the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. The devil constantly used demonic activity to oppose anything that God planned for the world, blessing to the world through the Jewish people, through the nation of Israel, including the coming of the Messiah. And so now the angel is coming to Daniel and he tell him, We heard your prayer, the day that you prayed, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, this is a demon that is assigned by Satan, for the nation of Persia, just the same like every country having a sign delegated angel from God, Satan delegating a demon for that nation to oppose God's work. And so the prince of the kingdom of Persia, this is the demon that opposed God's work, who is responsible over Persia, he, notice, he withstood me for 21 days. But then you notice, brothers and sisters, what he's saying to Daniel. But he said to Daniel, And Lord Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. In other words, this angel that is called a certain man, that had a, a features that seemed to be as if he is the pre-incarnate Messiah, we learned that he needed help for Michael, Michael. The chief princess, who is the chief of the angels. He, Michael, came to help him. And for a while it was necessary for that certain man, who is an angel, to remain there fighting with the kings of all this demonic activity of Persia until he could come after the 21 days to give Daniel the information that Daniel needed to hear concerning his people, the Jewish people, the people of Israel. Now let me just remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, the Apostle Shaul Paul wrote to the Ephesians believers, who are now born again, born from above, who are part of the ecclesia, the assembly, the called out one. He tell them, he wrote to them and he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Put on the whole army of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, notice, in high places in the heavenlies. Today, every one of us who is a believer in the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, we also are experiencing opposition from Satan who hates the assembly, hates the church, hates the work of God today as he hates God's work among the Jewish people, among the people of Israel. And because God has a plan to restore Israel, Satan seeking to frustrate the plan of God and to hinder God's work with Israel in view of Israel's restoration, because 
when Israel will be restored, and when Israel will believe in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, that will be the end of Satan. Knowing that his time is short, even today he continued to oppose the Jewish people and to inflict persecution upon the nation of Israel, using mankind, using all means in order to oppose the restoration of Israel to their God. And so notice that as we are reading now, he continued the angel to tell Daniel in verse 14, he is now saying, And I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. Now again, beloved brothers and sisters, it is so important, and I am emphasizing this again, it is so important to have the context before us and to understand that when Daniel received this book of Daniel, the revelation that he received, it began in these days, in the beginning of the times of the Gentiles, which really began at 605 BC, when he was a young man who was carried away with many of our own Jewish people into Babylon. By the time here that we arrive to chapter 10, Daniel is already an older man, about 85 years old. And here now, he was hoping that Israel will be finally restored and the kingdom will be established. But sadly, he needed to know much more information. He was limited with his knowledge. And so God graciously, loving this man, calling him a man, as he mentioned it three times here in this chapter 9 and twice in chapter 10, you are greatly beloved. I love you, Daniel. And I'm sending my angel to help you to understand what will happen to your people. And notice in verse 14, the angel specifically speaking about Daniel's people. I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people. In chapter 9 and verse 24, another angel told him, Seventy-seven that determine upon thy people. Amcha, your nation Israel, and upon thy holy city. This is the city of Yerushalayim. It is specifically dealing with the Jewish people. So in verse 14, I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people. And he continued to say, in the latter days, the Hebrew, the word is Be'acharit Hayamim. For yet, the vision is for many days. In other words, what he is really saying to Daniel, Daniel, while you thought that the end of the days of Israel's suffering and persecution come to an end, when 539 BC came and Cyrus called the Jewish people to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, but Daniel, it's really not the end. Seventy-seven that determine upon thy people. There is additional 490 years that are determined upon thy people, the Jewish people. And in these 490 years, many things will have to happen. And in order to, to bring about the most holy, the temple, the temple of the Messianic kingdom, many things will happen. And that's why he's using the expression, 
what will befall thy people in the latter days. This expression, Be'acharit hayamim, in the latter days are mentioned many times in Scripture. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 30, Moshe spoke to the Jewish people, to his own nation of Israel, and he said, When thou art in tribulation, speak about the latter days, and all these things shall come upon thee even in the latter days. If thou turn unto the Lord thy God, and shall be obedient unto his voice, then you will be restored. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 29, For I know that after my death, Moshe said, Yea, ye will utterly corrupt yourself and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you, and evil will befall you in the latter days. Because ye will do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. In other words, Moshe knew himself with the revelation that he received that it will only be in the latter days that Israel will be finally restored. Another verse to read in Hosea 3 verse 5. Afterwards shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in their latter days. So that takes us all the way to the end of the tribulation when Israel will finally will be restored. Amazing lesson to learn. That's why he said to Daniel in verse 14, For yet the vision is for many days. In Hebrew, Kiod Chazon Layamim. There are many, many more days which your people will experience trials and tribulation before they will finally be restored and be established and finally be a nation that is going to be, in the full sense of the word, a light to the Gentiles or Lagoim. And so now after he gave him this information, in verses 12, 13, and 14, when he informed Daniel as to the reason that he was sent to him, then, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 15 to 19 of Daniel chapter 10, the angel of the Lord continues to minister to Daniel, because Daniel is still hearing this man, this angel, speaking unto him. And we read, after Daniel heard the voice of the angel, Daniel set his face towards the ground in humility. And he became dumb, couldn't speak. We read in verse 15, And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground and I became dumb. He couldn't speak anymore. In verse 16, the angel again, who appeared like a man, he touched Daniel's lips this time. Again, he's touching him. This is the second time. We read, And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. See, this time the angel touched him once again, but he touched his lips. Like the angel that came and touched the lips of Isaiah in the sixth chapter of the prophecy of Isaiah, where we read, you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 6 and 7 of Isaiah chapter 6, Then flew one of the seraphim, 
unto me, saying, Having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth, and he said, Lord, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. And you remember, like in Isaiah's days, when the seraphim, one of the angels, the unique angels, touched the lips of Isaiah, Yeshayahu, with the calls from the altar, and he allowed now Isaiah to speak, assuring him that he was forgiven, that his iniquity was taken away. Daniel is the very same way. That angel... Now touch my lips, he said in verse 16, and Daniel could speak and open his mouth, and he said unto him that stood before me, notice he says, O my Lord. Now I would like to mention here, because it is also very important, when he says, O my Lord, he doesn't call him my God, because the word Adonai means Lord, it's in reference to Jehovah, to, to God. But he called him my Lord, the Hebrew word Adonai, which is simply mean my master. In other words, he, he looked at this angel as the one that he was his sir, his master. In other words, he's someone who was superior to him, but not God. Because the word Adonai applies only to God in the word of God in Scripture. And it had been said that over 400 times, the word Adonai in reference to God is mentioned in the Hebrew Scriptures beginning with Genesis 15 and verse 2, when Abraham said, Lord God, Adonai Yehovah, what wilt thou give me seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. In verse 8 of Genesis 15 we read, and he said, Lord God, Adonai Yehovah, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? So, in the book of Genesis itself, it's mentioned about eight times, but throughout the whole scripture, from Genesis 15 to the end, the book of Malachi, that word Adonai is mentioned over 400 times in the Hebrew scriptures. But here, beloved brothers and sisters, when Daniel said to him, My Lord, oh my Lord, he used the word Adonai, not Adonai, meaning my master or sir, sir. And that is important to understand, beloved brothers and sisters, my master, my sir. It's just like you and I will speak to a certain someone who is a person that we meet on the street and will say, sir, Adonai, sir. That is a proper word to speak to another, but to God, we call more than just sir, we call him Adonai. Yes, he is Adoni, he is Adon, he is Lord, but Adonai is in reference to his divine personhood, his God. And so Daniel is calling him my Lord, simply calling him my master or sir or mister. And so, in verse 17, we continue, and Daniel now confessed before the angel that he had no strength. Why? Because of the prophetic, panoramic 
message that he will receive now from the angel concerning the people of Israel and the future of his own people. Because of the prophetic, actually telescopic, it's like a telescope that's looking all the way to the last days. And it's really like a panorama, it's like a vision, a sight that he will see and he sees concerning Israel's history and Israel's future. And all that which is involved in specifically in relation to the difficult historical account of the Jewish people. Beloved brothers and sisters, many times when we sing our own Jewish music, it is a melancholy music. It is song of sadness and sorrow. Yes, there is a mixture of joy at the same time mingled with sorrow, but to remind you, and I don't have to tell you of the history of uh, the Jewish people, the people of Israel, the constant persecution of the Jews throughout history, even before the Babylonian captivity, even before the Medo-Persian Empire, even before the Grecian Empire, Antiochus Epiphanes, even before the Romans Empire, and all the way to the future, we already see that in the times of Egyptian, when Pharaoh cast every Jewish boy from two years and under into the river, because he did not want the people of Israel to grow, to prosper, and to multiply. Why? Satan was influencing him. We see it even in the birth of the Messiah Yeshua some 2,000 years ago, when Herod killed every Jewish boy from two years and under. Why? Because he did not want that the Messiah will come out of the Jewish people. And he is again was influenced by Satan, who hate God's plan for the world through the nation of Israel. And should we say any more? Should we say about Haman who thought to kill all the Jewish people, the Agagite, the Amalekite? Should we say anything about the six million Jews who were murdered by Hitler and the Nazis, which was not too many years from our days? Think about it, beloved brothers, and it will be even worse during the tribulation period when Satan will seek to destroy the Jewish people, as we read this in Revelation chapter 12, because knowing that he had but a short time, we read that woe unto the earth, for the devil is come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman. The woman is Israel, which brought Fourth, the man-child. The man-child is the Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah himself. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might flee into the wilderness, into her place where she will be nourished for a time and times and half a time. And the Lord will protect the, the people of Israel, the Jewish people from Satan. He will preserve the Jewish people specifically doing the second half of the tribulation because at the end of the tribulation, the Messiah is coming, Yeshua is returning, and Israel as a nation will acknowledge Him. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they will mourn. To remind you that we read in the Gospel that our Lord Jesus the Messiah said to His own people Israel, He said, You shall not see me henceforth until you will say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. And until then, your house shall be left unto you desolate. Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah said, 
And indeed, think about it, already for 2,000 years, our people were scattered since the days when the Romans have destroyed the temple in the city of Yerushalayim. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, just to conclude as we draw towards the end of Daniel chapter 10, in verse 18 and 19, the angel touched once again Daniel, and this time he is strengthening him. Notice what we read in verse 18 of this wonderful, interesting chapter. It says in verse 18, Then there came again, he came again and he touched me. One like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. Again, one like the appearance of a man means that this angel appear always in a form of a man. Whenever angels appear in human history, the servants of God on behalf of the people of God, they always appear as male men. And he strengthened Daniel. In verse 19 tells us that the angel called Daniel... This is now the third time that Daniel is mentioned that he is one that is greatly beloved. Ishamudot in this verse 19. And said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Notice, he said to him, Peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened. And said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Notice what the angel tell him to him. Shalom Alecha. Shalom Lecha. Be, have peace. Peace be upon thee. Verse 19. The Hebrew word is Shalom Lecha. And then he said, Chazak Vechazak. And then he said, In other words, be strong. Yeah, be strong. In other words, he's strengthening him. Like we read, Joshua was encouraged to be strong in Joshua chapter 1 as he was just about to lead his people Israel into the promised land. And you remember what we read in Scripture. In Joshua chapter 1, we read concerning Joshua. He said, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people wilt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. This is God is speaking to Yehoshua Binun, Joshua Binun, and here the angel as a messenger of God strengthening Daniel and saying to him, Peace be unto thee, and be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, Daniel said, I was strengthened, and I said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. And you notice now, once again, Daniel said, Let my Lord speak unto me. And of course, the reference, beloved brothers and sisters, is very simple. In other words, Daniel is now allowing the angel, telling him that now I'm able to listen to what you have to say to me. Speak to me. You can now speak to me, he's saying to the angel. Now you have strengthened me. So Daniel is now ready to listen to the prophetic panoramic message concerning his people Israel and all that will, which will transpire in the history of Israel from his days on towards the end, all the way to the end of the days, to the 
the latter days. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, notice now that Daniel is now ready to listen. Speak, for thou had strengthened me. And he used the word, my Lord, again, is not Adonai, but Adoni, my master, my sir, not my God, not in reference to a divine person, but in reference to one that is his master, his sir. It's an, a word of respect to another. It is used today even in a day-by-day conversation, Adoni, speaking to another person out of respect to the other person. And now, beloved brothers and sisters, in conclusion, verses 21, and actually verse 1 of chapter 11 is part of this. The angel now introduces to Daniel the revelation concerning Israel's future. And again, he is just about to finalize this introduction, and then in chapter 11, verse 2 on, he will begin to give him information about the future of his people of Israel. And now he's saying in verse 20, the angel points to Daniel of the spiritual demonic warfare. Again, he's saying this. We read in verse 20, Then said he, Knowest thou? Wherefore I come unto thee, do you know now why I come to you? And now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. This is the demon Sarparas, the prince of Persia, an angel, a demon that was assigned by Satan, therefore the, for the empire of Persia. And then he continued, and he said, And when I am gone forth, Lord, the prince of Grisha shall come. In other words, you see, there is another demon that will come to seek to oppose the information that I have for you, Daniel. But not only this, there will be the kingdom, the empire of Persia, just as it was the Babylonian empire. And when the empire of Persia will come to an end, then there will be the Grecian empire. And that will also come to an end. Then it will be the Roman Empire. In other words, beloved brothers and sisters, this angel who appeared as a man to Daniel said to him in verse 20, he said, You know now why I came to you. I came to give you information concerning the future of your people. And now, he says, I will give to you this information, but now when I will return... I have to fight, again, notice, with the demon that the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, I continue, he says, the prince of Grisha shall come. In other words, he's giving him the, the future. When the empire of the Persian empire will come to an end, there will be another empire, the Grecian empire. There will be also persecution of the Jews, opposition to God's plan. Opposition to the restoration of Israel back to God. Animosity against the Jewish people seeking to destroy. Why? Because in the plan of God, Israel must be restored to Him. And if Israel will not be restored unto God, there will never be a blessing to this world. The Lord Jesus, the Messiah Himself, says, Ye shall not see Me henceforth until... He knew that there is a day coming when Israel will say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
So Satan doesn't want this to happen. And he will seek to cause the Jewish people not to turn to the Messiah, not to turn to God, not to accept the Redeemer, the Savior, not to acknowledge that Yeshua is the Messiah. And you see how the conclusion of chapter 10, But I will show thee, the angel is saying to Daniel, I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. That expression, the scripture of truth, is Bechtav Ha'emet. It is noted, in other words, there is a book, the scripture of truth. It is the whole scripture of truth that God has in His own hand, and He had given us the Word of God, the scripture of truth that we have in our hand, the complete canon of scripture, but there is even much more that is beyond our understanding that God has in His hand. The scripture of truth. And it is noted. It is noted. Rashum in Hebrew. It is written. It is written and it must be fulfilled. So I will show you that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things. But Michael the prince. In other words, Michael the prince knows that. This angel knows that. And they are fighting on behalf of the nation of Israel against principalities and powers who are opposing the things of God. It is interesting because in chapter 12 of Daniel, verse 1, Michael is called the one that is standing up for the people of Israel, for the children of Daniel's people. Notice what we, we read in Daniel 12, 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. Daniel received this information from that angel who gives him the, the explanation concerning the times of the Gentiles, which will end at the tribulation period. A time of trouble, such as was never since there was a nation, even to that same time, the angel is saying to him. Just as our Lord Yeshua the Messiah said in Matthew chapter 24 concerning these terrible days of the tribulation period. And he said, except these days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. In other words, there is a day coming, the tribulation period. Terrible time. You remember what Yeshua said in Matthew 24, verse 15, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in a holy place, whosoever read, let him understand. Then let them be which is in Judea, flee into the mountain. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Why? Because the persecution of the Jewish people will continue up to the end of the tribulation. Yeshua said very similar to what Daniel said. 
For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, no, ever shall be. But Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, also said, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days should be shortened. In other words, the tribulation period will not be any longer than what the Lord will allow them to be. And He will preserve, as it says here, for the elect's sake, the context, beloved brothers and sisters, the elect is the nation of Israel which God ultimately will restore unto Himself. And so that battle in the high places, this constant battle that will occur throughout the ages, this demonic activity will continue on, this conflict in the unseen world where principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places will continue to oppose the things of God until the end of days, until the second coming of the Messiah. And so in Daniel 11 verse 1, the angel said, Also I, in the first year of Darius, which was 539 B.C., Darius the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him, that is Michael. In other words, he needed my help in a few years earlier, in 539 B.C., and I needed Michael's help in 536 B.C. And there is a constant conflict in the spirit realm where there will be a fight until the last days when finally your people Israel, the angel is really saying to Daniel, will ultimately be restored. And so beloved brothers and sisters, how wonderful to know that there is a future where Israel will be restored and this world will enjoy shalom. But until that time, there will constantly be a conflict. And that conflict continues on in the spirit realm. May the Lord help us to be strong. And like the Apostle Paul encouraged the believers, in his days we need to be encouraged today and to realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual darkness in high places. Therefore we are called to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. With this, beloved brothers and sisters, we concluded with Daniel chapter 10. May the Lord bless His word. May the Lord bless you and encourage you Dear brothers and sisters, until the next time, we say to you, Shalom, Shalom. You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. 
You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you.